Hey everybody, welcome to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and welcome to 2022. Now for those that have been listening, you know that we ended 2021 with a bang. We wrapped season two of the Trivia Hot Seat. And before we get to season two, we're going back to our roots with some team trivia over the next few weeks. But before we even get to that, tonight's episode is a special one. Instead of one trivia game, you're actually going to get three. These three mini-episodes that you're about to hear are just a sample of the exclusive bonus content that you get over on our Patreon feed. Uh, if you want more content like this, head on over to patreon.com slash p-t-e-b-b, and you can sign up and support the show there. From me, Leah, Mike, Nikki, Jeff, Marissa, Steven, and the rest of the Pub Trivia Experience crew, we hope you all have a very wonderful 2022. Enjoy the show. everybody welcome back to the pub trivia experience my name is chris and this is a special 90s music bonus episode of the pub trivia experience and i am joined by someone who is a big fan of music in the 90s and someone who was born in the 90s and we're gonna have a little head-to-head game and see who can win starting off here in largo florida say hello to mr tony what up what up tony what's your favorite 90s band Mm. That's a tough question, because there's a lot of bands that started in the 90s that weren't popular in the 90s that I like. Um, I, I couldn't even tell you one, to be honest. All right. Well, then in, in, the, in that place, I will give mine. Um, I am a huge fan of some SoCal punk music. And the best SoCal punk band there is, there's a couple. Social Distortion is awesome. But the king of SoCal punk is The Offspring. And they are by far my favorite band. We're also joined by a gentleman born in the 80s, damn near the 70s, actually. Damn (laughs) near the 70s. Mr. Mike Mott, my friend, how are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. What's your favorite 90s band, Mike? Um, golly, that to narrow that down would be really, really difficult. Um, there were honestly my favorite bands from the nineties are actually probably bands. I didn't discover until the two thousands, which are bands like, uh, they were more alternative bands like built to spill or modest mouse. Um, my favorite band in the nineties, what honestly offspring would have been up there for sure. Uh, I, I loved me some Metallica, but most of their really good stuff came out in the eighties. Yeah. Before, um, Lord. you know, but, uh, you know, I was into a lot of the post grunge thing. honestly, Late nineties, I no shame. There was about a two year period. I wasn't really into Creed. It was just that time and it was a weird thing. I'm over it now, but at that time, like tur- like turn of the century time frame, that would that would have been a band I was really into. Uh I was all over the place. Nineties music was all over the place too. So hate me if you want. I don't care. Um My Own Prison, the album My Own Prison is actually a really solid album. And- I went back and listened to it. it okay, it's got f- it's got five solid songs. 
I take that it's, back. It's, it's about half good. I, I will agree with that. It's it, got it, about it's got about half the song. But the good. highs on that album are really high. As someone who grew up in a Christian background and in the church and all that, the song "My Own Prison" is awesome. Yep. Even Same. Human Clay, I'm, I don't, right, I, I'm right there with you. I haven't First gone three back. tracks and the last two tracks are fantastic. Yes. Um, even Human Clay, I don't remember it. I haven't listened to it probably since college, but I liked Human. I remember liking Human Clay when it came out. I I I did too. Uh, so recently, uh, sorry, this is a total total segue. We'll get to trivia soon, but recently I've gone. I've been doing this thing where I'm going through all of my CDs in alphabetical order. Uh, so I'm actually about halfway through, uh, I mean, I just got to the D's, which means that I, uh, listened to the C's not that long ago. So I was listening to Creed just like, cause yes, I still have my Creed CDs. I never, I never, I keep everything. I'm a, I'm a CD hoarder, but, um, but I was listening to it and I was like, my own prison. I was like, yeah, about half of this. I still, I can still kind of dig it. still pretty good. Human clay was mostly really bad. <laughs> like, there really? were like two songs. I was like, okay, these songs are pretty cool, but most for the most part, yeah, this is just bad. Okay. Well, I, I would say I'd go give, give it a listen again, but then I'd, I'd have to actually have Creed on my Spotify. And I don't know if I'm ready to do that. That's it's, it's not worth it. You've heard it. You know, that's true. I'll stick with the, what are the four songs? There's my own prison. There's torn. There's one. And what's this life for? I'll stick with yep. those four. And I think yep. only in America, I think is actually pretty good too. You know, I, I, that was another song I really liked when it came, like when I first listened to that album, I re-listened to it. And I was like, this is just not, I, I didn't, I didn't like not it good. Anymore, but okay. Yeah. I think it's a but, big but again, difference. You know, like I said, my, my, my musical evolution was the nineties bands that I, that was the nineties band I was listening to towards the end of the nineties. And then in the two thousands, I went back and I was like, Oh, all this cool shit that never got much radio play, like pavement. And that's what, that's my jam now, you know, way different from Creed, like completely 180 degrees. So <laughs> you never know. I got I don't know. I'm not a, I Creed itself is just, they, they went on to become a joke, right? They were terrible. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they just, they just, they totally went overboard on the whole like rock and roll Messiah thing. And yeah, but but Offspring was fucking awesome. Offspring so. still is awesome. Their their last oh, album, yeah. their last album was actually really good. So, the days go by. I think is what it was called. Yeah, that was like uh, it was like seven we years to that ago. That on the way up to Atlanta. That was like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, they signed a deal with somebody to basically say, "Hey, you get all of you give us like thirteen million dollars, and you get all the streaming revenue for anything we ever put out." So they just stopped putting out albums. They put out songs now. Oh, is that very, right? It's something like, if I remember correctly, and someone's going to tell me I'm wrong, but I think they signed like, like for $13 million, you get all the streaming revenue for all of our songs here and just give us $13 million up front. Well, qu- quite frankly, especially bands like The Offspring, their revenue models going forward is not going to be albums. It's going to be songs. Like, well, like it's totally not, not like The Offspring at all, but, I, but uh, when Weird Al Yankovic released his last album, he said, I'm not releasing any more albums because. It's it doesn't make any sense anymore. The best no. way to do this is by releasing individual things, and then the next thing he released was the Hamilton Polka. Yeah, so you know, and that makes it it's makes, just a different revenue model now. Well, it's the re- the revenue the least the well, at least not now, but the revenue model going forward is going to be individual songs, and it's going to be concerts. And I mean, I remember Offspring when they yeah when we can have fucking concerts again. Jeez, but Offspring, I remember when the whole Napster thing broke. They they were the ones saying they fought with their record label for. Uh, what came out after was it Conspiracy or One or whatever came out after, after Conspiracy of One? No, it was. It was Spl- uh, I think it was Splinter was the one that they they fought. Uh, that they wanted to release it for free on their website. They wanted right, to exa- just exactly. download it on the website for well, free. At, 
at that point, they had more money than they knew what to do with. Hmm. Well, he's got a, a PhD in like a microbiology or something, so I'm sure he's doing yep. okay. And then Noodles, I think, is just living on a beach surfing. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, but uh, this is a long tangent. 90s yep, sorry, music. Yeah, sorry. Tony is sitting there being quiet. It's all good. Tony's sitting there like Offspring, yes. <laughs> I no, I'm I, I well aware of the Offspring. I was a decent fan of them. I did actually think of my favorite 90s band in the time period that you guys were talking about this. Limp so. Biscuit, right? No, no, God, no. It would be Weezer. Oh, Weezer, okay. Oh, that's a yeah. good choice, yeah. Yeah. I still huh. love their music to this day. Uh, yeah. Keel album, which was a great cover album, followed by the Black album, was a great release of 2018 slash 2019. Yeah. Anyone remember MXPX? Yes. Vaguely. Vaguely, yeah. yeah. I, I liked them for a hot minute in the 90s. That 90s post-punk scene. Yeah, it was weird. Yep. It was the post-punk or pop-punk, whichever way you decided to go, it was not real punk. Right. I, I went the pop-punk direction. Like I went like Blink-182 and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Blink's good. All right, let's get into this. We're going to have Mike versus Tony. Uh, we've got 28 total questions, so it's going to go 14 and 14, winner take all. Uh, we will start with Tony, the young in here. Do you want to go first or second, Tony? I will go second. Okay, Ooh. Mike, you get the first question. Finish the lyrics to Semisonic's Closing Time. You don't have to go home, but... But you can't stay here. And I know who I want to take me. Sorry. Home. Home, yeah. Tony, here's your question. Fill in the gap in these Beck lyrics. I'm a blank baby, so why don't you kill me? Uh, I know this. I'm trying to uh, sing it in my head. I forget how young he is. Like that's the thing. I, I just completely forget I, that he was born like '95. The, no, the, I, the, I, I was gonna say I think this song was probably about two years before he was born. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do know this song. It's a loser. Yep. I'm a loser, baby. I'm a so loser, why don't you kill baby. Me? So why don't you kill me, Michael? In, in the in the time of chimpanzees, he was a monkey. <laughs> Michael Beastie Boys released Intergalactic in 1998. What was the name of the album in which it was featured? Uh I think it was. Uh, Hello Nasty, is that right? Hello Nasty. Hello Nasty is a correct answer. Okay. Nicely done. Was that I I I I didn't realize that was that late in the nineties. I would have guessed that was born ninety six. So keep in mind, we are doing a it's a, a a card game, and this card game has been wrong before, so that year may not be right. Fair, fair. Tony, which album from Nirvana does the song "Smell Like Teen Spirit" appear on? Smells like Teen Spirit. My God. That's all right. And that's on the album Nevermind. It is on Nevermind. Nicely done. The most famous album artwork of them all. It, it, it's up there. Mike. Maybe maybe Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, black album, white album. I think Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band is up there, too, as far as iconic album covers. Yeah. Mike, who had that's a number true. one hit with Genie in a Bottle? <laughs> uh, that would be gosh was that 90s yeah yeah wow I think of that as 2000 but yeah that was uh, Christina Aguilera uh, 99 is is kind of what's coming to no, mind no yeah I mean it would have had to be 99 but I, I didn't I would have thought that was even 20, 2000 Britney Spears was 98 right with 
Baby one Britney more time. Britney Spears was 98. Yeah. That is yeah. true. 98, yep. I think Christina was the next year, 99. Tony, you're up. Oh, okay, yeah. Prince and his band, The New Power Generation, released what album in 91? We're looking for the name of the album Prince and his band, The New Power Generation, released in 1991. And I have never heard of this album. I don't like Prince. This is a tough question. I'm in the minority there. I don't like Prince, though. Uh, the only album I can remember coming out from him in ninety, the early 90s is Diamond and Pearls. Diamond and Pearls is correct. Okay. I couldn't remember wow. if that was with his band or not. Nicely Mike. done. Mike, Mike, Mike. Which album from Blink-182 had the song All the Small Things? Uh, that would be Enema of the State. Enema of the State is correct. Tony, what British rock band sang the song? Tub Thumping. I love this song. I love this song. Oh, man. Uh, it's Chumbawamba, right? It's Chumbawamba. Okay. <laughs> I get knocked down. But I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, man. Singing a song about drinking whis- whiskey and lager and all that when you're 15 years a old. A whiskey drink, a lager drink, a vodka drink, a, a cider, cider drink. drink. Yeah. And I was like the night five away. when I remember this song, and I had no idea it was about that until we just pointed it out. <laughs> okay. You know, they're they're actually like I've never heard any of their other stuff, but supposedly they're actually a very political band. Are they really? Are they in still, the UK? Are yeah. they still operating? I don't know if they're still operating, but back then, like that was that was their their one like non blatantly political song. Supposedly. Mike, you're up. What was the name of the band fronted by Courtney Love? Oh, that would be Hole. That would be Hole. Tony. Yeah. Nick Lachey was a part of what boy band? Uh, it is. Uh, it's one of the number ones. Ninety-eight degrees. It's the hardest thing I'll ever have to do. That's what was running through my head. I was like, "Look the you in the eye, tell you I don't love you." My wife is in love with Nick Lachey. Yeah, I'm looking you really? in the eye, Michael. I'm just tired, so my eyes don't open that far. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> Mike, what member of the Grateful Dead died of a heart attack in 95? Uh, We've actually had this I'm, one before. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm guessing Jerry Garcia. It sounded familiar. It was Jerry Garcia. I, I knew I, I was I thought he had died around the mid 90s. Tony, what singer had a hit with the song Baby Got Back? Um. I didn't say this was hard 90s music trivia. No, it's not. Okay. I'm like overthinking. It's Sir Mix-a-Lot. It is Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah. I don't know why I'm overthinking a lot of these. It's all right. Tired. Mike. I'm sure you're even more tired. Mike, what singer had a 1994 hit with the song Betty Betty Bum Bum? Um, wow. I actually don't know that i have a clue uh again it was 94 i was listening to like green day and the offspring like and i it wasn't it wasn't this wasn't very well i don't want to say it wasn't punk it maybe was punk um 
but I don't think so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow out. I have no idea. It is decidedly not punk. Um, it was Selena. Hmm. I see. Tony, what American dance group had a hit with "Groove Is in the Heart"? Tony, please get this wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. It's Delight, right? It's Delight, and I am not taking off my shirt. I'm just that tired. Thank God. Michael, the writings on the wall was a 99 album from which girl band? I'm not sure I'd call them a band. What girl group? That's that's sexist. They, none of them played instruments. Boy bands get called boy bands, though. I would call them groups as well. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe was it maybe TLC? Oh, you're on the right pack. It, path. It was Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Okay. I forget. I forget Destiny's Child is around the '90s too. All that 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 just seems very 2000s to me. It does. I agree. Pretty sure they broke up in like 2002. Tony, complete the yes. cure. Complete the following lyrics by the Cure. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's blank. Oh, uh, can I hear those one more time, Chris? I will try. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's blank. Uh, okay, it's like the first verse, so, uh, I'm Friday, and I'm in love, too? Something like Give that. Give it to him, it's close enough. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just, it's Friday, I'm in love. Uh, yeah. okay. He, he, he can name a Destiny's Child album, so I'm giving it to them. <laughs> I'm giving it to him based on that. He's not, a, he's probably not a Cure fan, so. That's true. I, I wasn't ever a huge Cure fan. I love the Cure. Mike. What rock band released the album Nimrod in 97? Well, as I mentioned before, I was listening to a lot of Green Day in 94. I was still listening to them in 97. It is Green Day, a band that I actually did not listen to a lot of until college. Well, you said you were SoCal punk, not NorCal punk. So. Uh, I didn't know there was a difference back then. I just knew that I liked The Offspring, and I liked Social Distortion. Fair. And more so now Pennywise. Pennywise still pretty good. Okay. Yep. Tony, what Australian pop star had a hit with Ooh Ah just a little bit? Gina G. Gina G is correct. Michael. Christopher. Which band, again, band, which group had a hit with the song Mbop? So, so I, for, first of all, I just want to give a shout out to, to Tony. He's He's gotten... He's gotten two that has just made me made it very clear that um, <laughs> there was a, there was an entire segment of '90s music that I was just not paying attention to. <laughs> I I have um, reasons why. Um, I don't know if I, I want to share them for legal reasons, but uh... <laughs> the restraining order is that, not that's up yet. Fair. <laughs> but not like that. But 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 back 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 to bands that for all of their uh, getting ripped on actually did play their own instruments. Uh, that that was Hanson. Was Mbop. Yeah. Mbop. I should call them a band. I apologize. Yeah, they, they are absolutely they a are band. a band. Okay, Tony. Yes. Diva is the title of the debut solo album from what Scottish singer that was released in nineteen ninety two? Uh my mom loved this album for some reason, and it's Annie Lennox. 
It is Annie Lennox. Nicely done. Michael, what band had a 1994 hit with Undone, the sweater song? Hey. Hey. Uh, I believe that would be Tony's favorite band of the 90s uh, off the Blue Album. That would be Weezer. That is Weezer. Tony, what singer had a hit with Livin' La Vida Loca? Oh, uh, uh, why am I wanting to say the other one? And it's not him. It's, uh, Ricky Martin. It's Ricky Martin. I wanted to say, uh, Enrique Iglesias for some reason. <laughs> it is Ricky Martin. Nicely done. Nicely done. Mike. You, you know, you know what's sad is, is I, everyone knew exactly who you meant by the other one. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. say that. Like, yeah, I, I knew exactly who you were talking about. I don't know. <laughs> Right, say what you want. That uh, that Enrique Iglesias video with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That song was terrible, but if that was on MTV, I wasn't turning it was, off. Was that the one where he could be your um, hero, baby? Was yeah. that that one? I think so. I hate that song. Or was that the uh, Rhythm Divine? Like, that was his other one? I don't remember. I Again, not my, not, not my cup of tea. Uh, Michael, what band had a hit with Cotton Eye Joe? Oh, God. Um... I believe it was the Rednecks with an X, right? It is Rednecks. Nicely done. Tony, what band had a hit in 1992 with Jump Around? We played the song all the time. House of Pain. House of Pain is correct. What? We've also had this song on the show before, haven't what? we? We've had that question on the show before. Yeah. Uh, these, these are just cards that were lying around. I figured why not just sit down and do some trivia real quick. Hey, why not? Reminisce on the 90s, the good old days when we could go to concerts and, you know, there weren't GPSs in our phones and stuff like that. We could actually get away from people. It was great. Right. Yeah, I, I, got, a, I got a whole pack of Baby Boomer Trivial Pursuit cards if you guys ever want to do that. Oh, yes, oh please. Oh, my gosh. I will get my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Mike, who had a hit in 1990 with You Can't Touch This? Uh, that would be uh, MC Hammer. Michael Clark Hammer is correct. Nicely done. You know, and and it's people people that are around our age. It's very tough, right? Because when someone says stop, you're not sure if it's Hammer time. If you're supposed to collaborate and listen, it's very difficult. I always just I always just do it in the name of love. Well, but our parents clearly did it in the name of love, but we we Sorry, didn't know it was tough. Sorry, I missed it. Up was, your the joke. struggle was real. Sorry, I messed up your joke. <laughs> no, 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 no. You did, you actually fed right into it. That was perfect. Good. All right. Three questions left, Tony. Yeah. Will Smith rapped about what U.S. city on his album Big Willie Style? Uh. Come on, getting jiggy with it. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. I'm getting jiggy with it. Na na. Okay, it's okay. It's it's from Bad Boys, right? It's Miami, right? Going to Miami. Yeah. Rocking in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. I'm going to. That song was in Bad Boys, right? No, not the original Bad Boys. No. No, bad. The original Bad Boys came out like '94. That was that song was way later than that. Yeah. Oh, okay. It might have been in Bad Boys too. I don't yeah, think so. Maybe that's no. what I'm thinking. Bad Boys for Life, by the way. If you haven't seen that movie, it's actually a lot of fun. I want to see it. I haven't seen him. Highest grossing movie of 2020. Yes, it was. Mike, here's your question. What boy band was Justin Timberlake formerly a member of? <sighs> um, that would be NSYNC. 
And Tony, last question of the evening. The MP Man F10 came on the market in 1998. What was unique about this portable device? It's the MP Man F10. That was that iPod Predator. It was it was solid state, wasn't it? Is that what we're asking for, Tony? I I think you're I think you hit the nail on the head. I think Chris is looking for was the first MP3 player. Yeah, it's the, oh, okay. it's the first device capable of playing an MP3. Oh, okay. I, I went a little you, bit you, further. You, it's you like said it was an iPod predecessor, device. so I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, we'll, we'll give him credit. And Tony, you are the winner tonight. Nicely done, my friend. But that has been a bonus episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll try and have more of these coming out as we sit through quarantine 2020, drinking beer, drinking bourbon, and trying not to cry. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I've been Tony. And I've been Mike. If you do not know by now, you will actually be able to find both Mike and myself on the Things I Got Wrong podcast. We are actually sitting down to record them tomorrow. So in one of their upcoming episodes, you'll find Mike and myself playing trivia with the good old folks over at Things I Got Wrong. Uh, That will be Rachel, Ryan, and Stu, along with us too, in a five-person round-robin game that is sure to be a damn good time. Mike, you have your questions written yet? I do. I have I have eight of them right now, and I'm hoping they're going to let me get away with a couple two-parters. Okay, well, they told us to do six, and Mike is always the overachiever. <laughs> oh, no, I wrote 21. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have five questions written. I still need one more. You can steal one of mine. It's a Florida question. <laughs> So, Mike, tell them real quick, what is your what's your theme on your questions? So um, I don't know how I came up with it, but uh, they want, you know, they they want us to do several questions on a particular topic. And uh, my recent obsession has been presidential elections. So I texted Chris and I said, you think I could do presidential elections? He said, hell yeah. So I did presidential election trivia. So I did. I will say this. Uh, my topic was originally going to be um, stuff synonymous with Florida. But I've done a 180. Um, I'm actually oh. taking a page out of the Mike playbook. Uh, my six questions are all on presidential erections. So oh, very nice. We're going to see very who got nice. freaky in the White House. I know, but That's everyone right. seriously, find us. My, my topic is going to be tangentially related to the state of Florida because that opens up a whole mess of opportunity for questions. Have a great week. We'll see you on Sunday with a new episode. Experience bonus edition. My name is Chris, and I am here tonight with my good friend, Mr. Mike Mott, on his last night of being a uh, a single, uh, really kind of a, a bachelor, right? Because the the wife and the kids are away. Eh, ish. I still got the the hound dog here, who is not not strayed too far from my side the entire time that I've been home. So, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, overall, 
it has been uh, very quiet. It's of it's an extremely weird experience <laughs> when you're used to coming home to two kids and uh-huh. everything, and and then all of a sudden you come home and there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, that that would be weird. I've had my daughter at home with me all day today, and it's just been noise, just nonstop noise. So I yep, one hundred percent, I get that. Yep. Uh, Mike, we are going to be playing a game called Geek Chic today. Nine questions as usual. Uh, first five questions and the last three are going to be worth 10 points apiece. Question number six is a multiple part answer where there are four possible answers. Those will be worth five points each. Okay, sounds good. I should have grabbed the notepad. Let me grab <laughs> one now. And while we're doing that, uh, I see a, a beverage kind of chilling in the bottom of the screen. We're getting warm, at least. What is that? I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, This is the Tiramisu Bourbon Barrel Drafty Kilt. What? It's you know well you know I like my beers that are basically dessert in a can. Yeah. This is from Monday Night Brewing out of Atlanta, Georgia. It is a tiramisu inspired Scotch ale aged in bourbon barrels with coffee. That sounds amazing. I have really been looking forward to this, and so we'll see how it is. Oh, gosh, that's so good. Is it? Oh, my gosh, that's so good. It is. It's basically like tiramisu in a, in a can. <laughs> this is really, really amazing. Oh, my gosh. I am this a is, but I will say it's this is really good, but it's because it's so sweet it's a very rich beer, which is going to make it kind of hard to, in, in a way, hard to drink. Well, you know what that uh, puts me in the mood for? Ooh. I got myself a beer. This is from the Stone Coral Brewery in Richmond, Vermont. Um, and I should say, according to the can, craft brewed and packaged in beautiful Richmond, Vermont. And I been to vermont every part of vermont i was that was very very beautiful so i can't disagree even though i didn't go to richmond this is the stone coral mood food pilsner hmm. I, I like my lighter beers you know that i i can get into pretty much anything now but i do like my lighter beers let's see how this is oh that is delicious i i like i like a good pilsner man i, I i'm you know what it's it's very light. It's a little hot here in Florida. This hits the spot. It doesn't have the... Like, I've always found that Pilsners have like a sting at the aftertaste, like the sting in the back of my throat. This one doesn't yep. have that. Oh, that's good. Um, a lot of those, uh, the European-style Pilsners in particular seem to have that. It's like I know a, what like you're a, talking about. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that, but this is a... Uh, damn. The Mood Food Pilsner. Yeah, this is a... If you're in Richmond, Vermont, go check them out. Stone Coral. I am... Uh, I should have brought more of that back from Vermont with me. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. Because this is the stuff I can't get here. So, hey, cheers to good beers. Amen to that. Well, Mike, we have got nine questions. We're going to start with question number one. And uh, obviously the category is geek chic. We will lock in when we have our answers. As you can see, I will be sliding the other card down so I can't cheat. Here we go. Question number one. What animal has bear attached to its name, but is a marsupial, not a bear? 
I can lock in. Okay. Um, I believe that when Americans get off of the boat in Australia, they tell us to be aware of drop bears. Have you never heard of a drop bear before? I've never been to Australia, so I'm uh, unfamiliar with a drop bear. So it's a, it's a koala bear. The correct answer is a koala bear. But um, <laughs> Yes, the correct, I, I locked in with koala bear as well. I've just never heard of them referred to as drop oh, bears. Oh, you've never heard this story? Hold on. The drop bear, uh, let's see, is a hoax in contemporary Australian folklore featuring predatory a predatory carnivorous version of the koala bear. <laughs> This imaginary animal is commonly spoken about in tall tales designed to scare tourists. While koalas are typically docile herbivores, drop bears are described as unusually large and vicious, vicious marsupials that inhabit treetops and attack unsuspecting people or prey that walk beneath them by dropping onto their heads from above. <laughs> are, are koala bears docile? I thought they were extremely territorial. I am literally reading this off of a Google search, and that brought me to Wikipedia, so... Oh no, you're fine. Uh, you're fine. I was just, I was just gonna make a comment about how they look cute, but I've heard that they're vicious little fuckers. But, <laughs> but if they, if they really are docile, I don't know. Well, oh, I've never been to Australia. My wife has been twice. I've never been to Australia either. It's on my bucket list. Um, I would rather go to Australia than I would Hawaii. As weird as that sounds. I've already been to Hawaii, so I actually agree with you. Okay, jealousy runneth over. Question number two. <laughs> Recent DNA analysis confirms that what breed of dog is one of the oldest and one of the least genetically diverged from the wolf? Romeo, is it Basset Hounds? I'll just go ahead and lock in a wrong answer. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm actually notoriously bad with dog breeds for whatever reason. Uh, outside of kind of the quote unquote main ones. Uh, like I get a lot of, I just get a lot of them mis mixed up in my head. The first thing that popped in my head was German Shepherd. I don't feel like that's it because they're way too, I feel like they're way too trainable, but, oh, is it, um, oh shoot. It just popped in my head and I, and this is the problem. I, I can picture the dog and I can't think of the breed. Is it the, um, like it's the, um, I'm thinking of the ones that run the Iditarod. The Alaskan something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just say the Alaskan Shepherd. I, I don't. I can't think of some. Think of what it is. Isn't the idea about like the the Alaskan or the Siberian Husky? Husky. That's the word I was trying to find. That's the word that was completely escaping me. Yes. So I was trying to think of something that just looked somewhat like a wolf. Um, I had two schools of thought. One is. I, if I'm imagining where this would have taken place, I would have imagined, just given the size of it, Asia would have been a good guess because that maybe is where the evolution of man and wolf's relationship started. Um, and then I was thinking of Asian dog breeds, and I don't think it's a Shih Tzu. That was so the first one that popped in my head. The the next one I, that kind of came into my head was a Sharpei because I think they're actually native, not native, but I think they originated in the China in China because I think when we had Coco tested, she came up as Sharpei. And then I'm like, well, no, because I've seen a Sharpei. They're the ones that have all the wrinkles everywhere. That looks yeah. nothing like a wolf. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Wolves are aggressive creatures. I got chased by a Doberman when I was a kid. So I went with a Doberman. Oh, that's legit. Um, so we didn't actually look up the answer to question number one. We just assumed it was a koala bear. 
Uh, answer number one was a koala bear, though. Good to know. Uh, okay. Yep. And we were not close. It's a Pekingese. Really? Yes. You were kind of close because I'm guessing that the Peking part of that is means that they're from Asia. Yeah, but I've seen a Pekingese. I don't. No, I agree. But I don't see it. But hey, okay. But again, again, I mean, this is genetically not necessarily, which doesn't necessarily mean that it would have to be appearance wise. I mean, you're correct. The, the natural way to think about it, but. Question number three in Geek Chic. What is MB? That's Michael Bolton, short for in computing. <laughs> I will go ahead and lock this one in. Okay, so um, I am assuming that's megabytes. I actually used this abbreviation in about three different emails today. <laughs> yes, it's megabytes. Megabyte is a correct answer. All right. Back on the back off the losing snide. We each got 20 points heading into question number four. Question number four. What is the deepest diving mammal? The deepest diving mammal. That's a good question. I suppose I can't answer James Cameron. <laughs> no. James Cameron does this because he is James Cameron. No, James Cameron took a, a submarine to the Marianas Trench. Oh, I know. Okay. I, oh, absolutely. Just a bad joke. Just a bad joke. Good to know. Just a bad joke. No, it was a great joke. They were, I was just trying to, I was trying to pull up the line where they, where they, from the South Park episode where they kind of poked fun at him for that, and I couldn't. So. Oh Lord. Uh, All right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Not James Cameron. What is the uh, deepest diving mammal? I feel like I've heard this before. Well, that's good because I don't. Um, I'll lock in. Man, I, I mean, like, I'm just, I'm trying to think of things that would, of mammals that would dive into the, you know, into the water for, for their food. Uh, and, like, I thought of, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's the polar bear. Yeah, I like that. I like, I guess. I'm going to lock in with Polar Bear. You locked in with Polar Bear. My dumbass. My dumbass went Killer Whale. No, that's a legit answer, right? Is it? Yeah, whales are mammals. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to... I, I think Killer Whale is officially a dolphin, but dolphins are mammals too, so... Uh, let's see. Uh, so I was in the right area it was called it's a it's called a beaked whale a b-e-a-k-e-d whale oh, okay oh geek chic i feel like a dumb ass no that was really that was really good i didn't even think oh yes there are actual mammals like dolphins and whales that live in the water like i was thinking what what so my my head went well what animal had the biggest lungs i'm like well it might be like the the sperm whale but the sperm whale and the blue whale, like they live off of things that are very close to the surface. So I don't think they're actually going to need to dive deep. Right. So, all right. Question number five. What is the largest species of shark? I can actually lock that in. Um, is it the great white? The first one that popped into my head is the great white. Or is it, uh, is it maybe like the bull shark? Um, 
We so little side note. We used to uh, when I was in elementary school, we had a club called the Sharks, and each of us was a shark, and we had, you know, uh, an army type of title or a ranking, I should say, by our name. So I was General Great White. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else there was. There was uh, Major Mako, I believe, was one, and Brigadier Blue was another one, something like that. I did. But the guy that started the whole thing w- went by Head Leader Hammerhead. <laughs> uh, all of this is is me just using that to try and think of various sharks that I might not be thinking of. I think it's either Great White or Bull. Uh, I... I'm just going to, it seems too obvious, but I'm going to say great white. All right. Mike went great white. Um, I think I've seen, is it, it might be like finding Nemo. I don't know, but I remember there Shop being friends, not food. I, I feel like I remember there being one of these in one of those animated. It might be that. What was the, that terrible movie with Will Smith? It's the animated kids movie with Will Smith and Martin Scorsese plays a big eyebrowed shark yeah i'm totally drawing a blank on this one and i think i'm okay with that okay um i went with a whale shark because i oh, feel shit. like that's just a, i feel like that's a no i think you're right i feel like it's huge like it dwarfs everything else so i think you're absolutely right and this is question number five don't want to scroll too far down the card it's a whale shark that's as soon as you said that i was like that is exactly what it is well done Oh, some separation. I have not brought my tonight. Some separation. Have another drink, Mike. It is 30 to 20 going into the 20-point swing round. Question number six. It's a bullshit question, but we're going to go with it. Yeah. Name four of the five oceans. All right. First of all, it really pisses me off that they're saying there's five oceans now. I grew up with four oceans. There are five oceans. I, I, I know that there are five oceans, but anyway, I'll 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 lock the four that I grew up with. It makes you mad that they found out that a fifth one exists, that it wasn't just other I, oceans combined. Well, I just yeah, it's I guess it's just I, I don't necessarily understand where the distinction lies, but I have I also haven't looked into it too much. So you're like those people that get mad about Pluto not being a planet when you have no. I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it's uh, uh, the I think the five are the Atlantic, the Pacific, the Indian, the Arctic, and I think the fifth one is the Antarctic. But I also it might be the polar ocean or the, the no. I think no. I think it's called the Southern Ocean actually. Yeah, that's in my in my head. I had the I had that the fifth one was the Southern, but I yeah. couldn't remember a hundred percent. So I locked in Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, and Arctic. Yeah, uh, Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, Arctic, and Southern Oceans. So 20 points to both people. I'm still losing. I'm still pissed that Pluto is no longer a planet. 50 to 40. On to question number seven. Question number seven is, of course, a quotations question. We have to name who said this popular quote. Have we ever gotten one of these right? Ever? No. So I, I think we think should just we start have. blindly guessing. Always- it's like this is geek chic. Name a geeky person, and we'll just see who gets one right eventually. Right, exactly. All right, here it is. Who said, "In this series, we will travel the world to discover just how varied and how astonishing mammals are"? And I will lock in. This series. 
just how astonishing mammals are. My brain was immediate before it got to the mammals part. I was thinking maybe it was Jacques Cousteau, but he was more. But as we've established, aquatic doesn't necessarily mean devoid of mammals. Uh, maybe it's like a David McCullough thing. <laughs> is, that, is that the guy's name? David? No, uh, David Attenborough. That's who I'm trying to think of. Yes, please go with David McCullough. Yeah, I know McCullough's McCullough's the the author of yeah, he's the the biographer. I always get him and David Attenborough mixed up. But actually, I think but it does sound like a David Attenborough thing. So that's that's what I'm going to say, David Attenborough. All right, you went David Attenborough. I just went to uh, a scientific show that I know was on like PBS when I was a kid, and I went with Carl Sagan. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, but I think he did Cosmos. I don't know how much of the. Uh... Yeah, I always think of him as more space, but. Uh, we'll see. This is question number seven. Let's see what the correct answer is. David Attenborough. Are you serious? Holy shit! You called you 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 oh backwards gosh, called your shot to tie the game. I cannot believe I pulled that out. Wow. 50 to 50 with two questions left. And to think I almost said David McCullough. <laughs> I wish you would have. Yeah. All right. Question number eight. In what decade was email first created? I will lock in. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you did because I really wanted to talk this out. Because the only answer that's coming to mind is not based on any type of knowledge, but I feel like I've heard something similar to this before. So, like, email just stands for electronic. That's the other thing. Email doesn't necessarily mean the Internet had to be involved in any way, shape, or form. It just means that you had to be able to transfer mail from one place to another. So that goes back to servers. So the two time periods that are the two decades that are kind of in my head right now are the 70s or the 40s. Because maybe the early, early, early computers had the ability to transfer messages from one to another. The 70s seems too late. Because, again, there's no doesn't necessarily mean there has to be e internet involved. Um, I'm going to go with the 1940s, but no, because I've seen Imitation Game, and that seemed... Very, that seemed far-fetched for what they were they're just trying to break codes though now i'm gonna go with the 40s it's fine i'll take my wrong answer and go in the 40s um i actually it might have been the 60s but i actually went with the 70s but i i definitely see your point where uh just because all the all email really means is just you know something being transferred from one place to another electronically it very well could be earlier but i did say the 70s no, we're both wrong. It was the 60s. It was the 60s. I almost, after I locked in 70s and you started talking, I went, damn it, I should have gone 60s. It was late 60s. I want to say it was probably 68. Uh, 62. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> All right. We are tied going into question number nine. Uh, and this will have to be a closest to the pin challenge because we can't end in a tie. Yep. Whoever is closest to the correct answer is going to get the 10 points. As of 2015, how many breeds of dog are recognized by the American Kennel Club? A lot of dog questions here. <sighs> you know what they say. These questions are for the dogs. Are for the dogs. Uh, bad jokes aside, I don't even freaking know. I know. I got a dog sitting on my foot right now. <sighs> well, there's one. Hmm. Yep, that's right. Yeah, between this, we have three. 
one of the mine has like five breeds in her. Yep, for sure. All right, I'm gonna lock in. This, I mean, this really could be anything from like twenty-five to two hundred and thirty-five. Like, there's just not. I don't know enough about dogs to even get to a logical guess. So I'm going to just guess a nice round number like 75. Sure. So here was where my logic went. Nikki really likes uh, every year on Thanksgiving after the Macy's Day Parade is over, they do the dog show. And Nikki really likes watching that. Actually, it's really funny. We got a cute video of Abby last year uh, waving hi to all the dogs when they would when they would come out to do it they'd be like this is you know jasper or whatever and she'd be like hi jasper it was really really adorable but i believe there's and i and each they're 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 grouped into things like one of the groups is the hound group because we always want to you know watch out for the basset hound because we're freaks like that and um and each group has about 30 breeds and i wanted i i was thinking i think there's maybe six groups so I just I just did that math and I said 180. All right. Well, this is where the uh, we can cut the tension with a knife. <laughs> no, we can't. It's 161. Mike wins. Oh, I was close. Damn, not too bad, Mont. It's a good thing you didn't establish prices right rules though. And I finished the last three going 0 for three, and that costs me the game. Final score, 60 to 50. Mike, you're the champion. Nicely done. Feels good, man. Feels good. For one of us. Feels good to finally get one of those freaking quotes right, even though even if I did pull it out of my ass. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for being a loyal Patreon subscriber. Tune in in the next week. We'll be back with more bonus content from the Pub Trivia Experience or Boozy Bracketology. Until that time, I have been Chris. And I've been Mike. Have a good one. Welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. This is a special bonus edition of the Pub Trivia Experience. If you're listening to this, chances are you're hearing it on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. That is, of course, the joint page for the Pub Trivia Experience and the Boozy Bracketology Podcasts. And if you listen to both of those, I guarantee not only do you know my voice, you know the voice of my good friend here, Mr. Mike Mott. How you doing, sir? Dude, I am doing great, man. I'm I'm living the dream, quite frankly. I'm I'm enjoying some fun times with my buddy and I'm drinking some good beer. So I can't complain. So speaking of good beer, what what are you uh cracking right now? Well, speaking of good times, this is Peace, Love, and Hippie Vison. It's a wheat beer from Goat Island Brewing which is out of Coleman, Alabama, which Ooh. I believe is kind of local to here. I couldn't tell you exactly where, but it doesn't matter because it's delicious. Oh, yeah. There's that pop. It's nice and nice and warm outside, so it's like good weather for Hefeweizen. It's a perfect, yeah. We, it's right. It's This is the great time for the wheat beer. It's I'm loving it.
Yeah, I didn't grab anything that fancy. I grabbed a uh, $20 bottle of bourbon here. This is the old granddad, bo- uh, sorry, the old granddad bonded Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey bottled at a straight 100 proof, no age built in it. But this is a, this is a high rye bourbon. So this has a really strong, really strong burn going down. Uh, Mike, this is a, I don't even know where this distillery is. I know it's obviously in Kentucky. It's in Claremont, Kentucky. So we're talking and we're planning out our Kentucky trip right now, actually. We are. Yeah, that's true. I don't know where Claremont is, though, in terms of Kentucky. I've been to, I've not spent much time in Kentucky. I've basically been to Louisville. So I, I, I've been to Louisville as well. Let me see where Claremont is. But my, Does where, it see a- where are we going in Kentucky? We're, we're, I mean, we're mainly going to be in Louisville and we're going to head over to, um, Oh my gosh, I'm drunk. Bardstown. I was like, it's the B. It's the one that begins with the B. So weird fact is that we will actually be going through Claremont to get to Bardstown. Oh, okay. I, I was thinking it was it was not that far. But I think it must be C-L-A-I-R because uh, I can't C-L-A-R-E. find it. C-L-A-R-E. Oh, it is C-L-A-R-E. There's a lot of Claremonts in this country. I'm just going to throw C-L-E-R-M-O-N-T, that out there. C-L-E-R-M-O-N-T, Claremont, C-L-E-R. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's Claremont. No, C-L-E-R, Claire. Oh, no, no, Clur. It's Claremont. There is no A. It's Claremont. Okay. In Kentucky, they pronounce Versailles Jim Versailles. Beam. Jim B. Well, we we love we love our Kentuckians. We really do. <laughs> they have many things going for them. Pronunciation of words. We do love our Kentuckians. Uh, shout we out. do love our Kentuckians. I have family in Kentucky. I love our, I love Kentuckians for sure. I have really good friends in Kentucky too. So oh, shout out to the, our friends over at the uh, Girls Beer Sports Podcast out of Lexington. Lexington, beautiful area, great place, and uh, also really it good is. craft beer at their location. Um, but you know, I have a feeling that they're not going to be really big fans of the trivia that we're about to play tonight mike we have a not even a one-on-one game it's literally me asking you trivia questions and this is a follow-up to an episode that we released a couple of months back um this is a follow-up to our comic book uh episode and this is going to be mike answering a bunch of comic book questions for our listeners here on patreon mike i've got a handful of cards here Uh, these cards kind of range from we talked about it on the actual episode itself but they range from like Wicked easy to like medium. From okay. A comic book perspective. Okay. But the majority of these questions, honestly, for those of you that are like pub trivia players, these kind of actually run the gamut of like stuff that's going to come up at some point in time in a pub trivia setting. So if you're right. trying to get better, like there's a lot of people out there that are just not comic book fans. Like they don't like it. They're not a big fan of it. This might actually be helpful because if you're not a fan of this stuff, learning some of these factoids might win you, you know, 10, 15 points in the near future. Right. So I was telling Chris, you know, when he mentioned this, I told him I'm not, I'm not a comic book reader. I'm really not. I wasn't, I was a little bit in the nineties, but honestly just haven't in a while, but I've, I've kind of followed at a very high level. Some of the, mythologies and some of the arcs and different things like that, that, that go on. And, and so I told him, I'm not honestly sure how this is going to go, but I'm, I'm very curious and we'll see. 
Well, we'll see. I, the one thing I do like about comic books, oh, there's a lot that I like about comic books, where this is not the podcast for that. But, for sure. Uh, comic books, they're not, they're clever in their wordplay, but when it comes to like names and things like that, you can logic to them if given the right clues in the question, and that might come into play at night. Uh, Mike, we're going to go ahead. We're going to get started here. Oh, God, you're, you're, you're counting on me to be able to incorporate logic no i'm not no because <laughs> i don't care if you get these right or wrong that's true i legitimately don't care no we're gonna that, go we're gonna get started that, here. That, that's that's fair no 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 one ever complains when when i just spend a couple of minutes making an ass of myself so that's fine which graphic novel and movie features the character of rorschach Ah, uh, the uh, just Watchmen. I was gonna say the, but it's just Watchmen. Watchmen is a correct answer, played by Jackie Earl Haley. Ah, so good. Uh, I did not like the movie. I, uh, you know, it was long. It, as a guy who I liked enjoyed, Jack, Zack Snyder's the, the Justice League, it. the Watchmen was long. I it, it's funny because I enjoyed the movie when I saw it the first time. And when I went back and tried to introduce my wife to the to the Watchmen universe and everything like that, it was it was a much rougher watch. And I don't know if I don't know exactly what caused that. I don't know if it was just the fact that when Watchmen came out, it was pre MCU and all that kind of stuff. And I had just gotten used to a different pace of movie and everything like that. Anyway, I'm rambling, but I liked it a lot when I first saw it and it was harder to watch on rewatch. I need to go back and rewatch it. I'll say this. Like if you, if you're, even if you're not a comic book person at all, uh, the Watchmen is a seminal graphic novel. It is one of the most popular graphic novels of all time. It's timely even to this day, but if you're not, if you're seeing you're like, I don't like comic books. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, HBO has a mini series on the Watchmen. It is a uh, a sequel series to the original graphic novel that might be the best ten episodes of television. Or th- I don't think it's ten episodes. <laughs> it might be the ten best episodes of television I've ever seen. It is so no, I- it is so poignant and targeted and focused on what's happening. Not only today, but like this, you could have put this this graphic novel this this television show out. 20 years ago and taking out some of the adult content and it would have been relevant 20 years ago and sadly it's going to be relevant 50 years from now but watch that show on hbo max it's worth every second of it and, and go ahead Mike. yeah and 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 i know i just i just wanted to wanted to say like regardless of other other things to say about Watchmen, the movie we've talked about jack Earl haley as rorschach pitch perfect he, he remain like that the the depiction of that character, regardless of all the other flaws with that movie, the depiction of that character is phenomenal. It's incredibly well acted, and it is very, very just it grips you. It really does. If I remember correctly, he was one of the few. Him and the comedian were the two in that on that right. movie that I, I kind of I liked. Even though you don't like the comedian, the guy's a dick. But I thought the performance by uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and really kind of a preference to his uh, a preface to his performance as Negan in some ways. Agreed, agreed. We're right, I mean, in, in its way. Mike Edwin Jarvis is which superhero's butler? I'm gonna guess that's Iron Man. One hundred percent Iron Man. Nicely done. Next question here: What is the Red Skull's real name? Oh, 
oh no, oh shoot, oh gosh, I know this, and I am not going to be able to pull it up. Oh, oh, it's, I mean, this is a stupid thing to say, it's a German name. (laughs) I cannot pull it up. You're not wrong. No, I know. I know I'm not wrong, but I can't pull it up. I can't pull it up. I'm sorry. It's Johann Schmidt. Yo, oh, fuck. Oh, I should have gotten that. All right, His grandson cool. would go on to be a really good third baseman for the Phillies. That's a <laughs> joke. That's a joke. It's a bad joke. Uh, what does the DC stand for in DC Comics? Oh, sweet, merciful Jesus. Okay, I'm going to... I'm. All right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna embarrass myself because growing up in Northern Virginia, it never, legitimately, never occurred to me that it stood for anything other than District of Columbia. So that's what I'm gonna say. Uh, not a bad guess, Mike. Where Where did Batman make his first ap- appearance? Where did Batman make his first appearance? Pretty sure he made his first appearance in Detective Comics. Oh, flippity floppity! Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh gosh! Oh my good! You're absolutely right. I was, I was sitting here going, uh, Gotham. You know, <laughs> you're 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 one hundred percent right. Detect. Oh shit! Yep, yep. All right. Uh, my next question here: In which city would you find Arkham Asylum? I think I just answered that. <laughs> Is it not Gotham? It is 100% Gotham. For those of you comic book fans out there that aren't, not even comic book fans, but people that don't like comics, Arkham Asylum is the mental institution where a lot of Batman's uh, supervillains end up. They do not send them to Blackgate to prison. They send them to Arkham Asylum because they are, uh, they're at least able to be argued that they have a mental instability that needs... Uh, we'll call it professional treatment, although the treatment at that facility is often unorthodox at best. (laughs) Right. All right, Mike. Which DC assassin was originally portrayed wearing a red jumpsuit and distinctive metal face plate with a targeting device over the right eye? Um, oh, shoot. Uh... Is it, oh man, Deadshot? It's Deadshot. Nicely done. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And one of one of the many, 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 and I actually like this movie. One of the many criticisms I have of the Suicide Squad movie is that Deadshot somehow gets the drop on Batman. No. Yeah. Right. The only reason Batman survives is because Deadshot's daughter begged him to save Batman's life. No. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag really intrigued what cut. James Gunn's going to do with that, though. Now, yeah, obviously, Deadshot's not part of that, but... No, I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's going to be a really interesting show. It's it's it's, it's James Gunn doing superhero. So Come on. Fun. Right? Hey, on. Yes, there's <laughs> your hand. Okay, okay. How does Blade become half-vampire in the 1998 film of the same name? Um, I of uh, a vampire bites his mom while she's pregnant. Is that, that is correct. I don't yeah. know if that's how, actually how he becomes a vampire in the comics. I never actually read Blade. 
for some reason, I actually think that's different, but I'm, I'm with you. I never actually read the comic, so I don't know, but I think they altered it slightly for the movie, but I'm not sure. Also, I all, like those movies. All, all I know, all I know is, quite frankly, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> Love those. No, I, 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 love, I mean, the third one was whatever. I, I don't care. I loved, I, I really enjoyed the Blade movies. I thought they were genuinely entertaining. Even, even the third one. I know the third, oh, the third one third gets one shit on. So That's bad. fine. It's, I can't it's shoot around not, corners. I can. <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not great, but come on. Like, the, the just shut your brain bad. off. Enjoy it. What, like, Wesley Snipes can, he especially with the fangs is very good at chewing the scenery it's fantastic i'm really looking forward to mahershala ali taking on that character and seeing what happens in the mcu i am i am too because he's such a great actor and it's going to be a unique take and it's going to be great i i uh, i have trust i have faith so this one here is uh, actually going to be very poignant for those that go to pub trivia mike According to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or the MCU, how many Infinity Stones are there? Uh, there would be six. That is a correct answer. Nicely done. Can you name the six? Name the six? Ah, oh, shoot. Uh, all right, let's see. I think I can. Um, there's the Power Stone, the Mind Stone. The Soul Stone, the Time Stone, the Space Stone, and the Reality Stone. Did I get it? Boom. Nicely done. All right. Uh, Was that Nikki coming home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nikki, Nikki uh, just got just got home. Oh, hi, Nikki. She She can't hear me. she, she, She snuck up on me. She was like, hi. Then she saw I was doing still doing this. She's like, "Okay, bye. All right, next question here, Mike. In which city does most of the movie The Suicide Squad take place? Is it Gotham City, Star City, Metropolis, or Midway City? Damn. I actually don't know. I want to say Star City. Uh, Incorrect. Star City is the home of the Green Arrow. It actually takes place Uh in the uh, DC Comics, not known for their originality with their names aside from Gotham, and even that wasn't necessarily original. It was Midway City. Midway. I was pretty sure it wasn't Gotham or Metropolis. It was a 50-50. All right. What is the profession of Matt Murdock, Daredevil's alter ego? Uh, He's a lawyer. He is a lawyer. Nicely done. Which DC antihero works as an occult detective and is known for his deadpan humor and constant chain-smoking? Shit, this is one I'm going to know as soon as you say it, and I'm just drawing a blank, and it might be because... One of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, comics to read. Oh, man, I, I'm going to, again, I'm going to know it as soon as you say it, and I think it's just because I've had a couple beers tonight, and I'm just, I'm just drawing a blank, so I'll, uh, I'll let you, I'll let you give it to me, but I, I know I'm going to know it as soon as you say it. 
so played by Matt Ryan and whoa himself is John Constantine. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yep, yep, yep. The, the Hellblazer series, if you haven't read any of the Hellblazer books uh, from DC Comics, really solid stuff. Uh, over which eye does Nick Fury wear his eye patch? Oh, my gosh. Holy flurkin. Do you not know this? And, and, well, no, it's it's just funny because... The only reason I'm going, oh my gosh, is because how often have I seen this and yet I'm sitting here going, I'm trying to picture it and trying to figure out which one and trying to mirror it and do that all kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure it's the left eye. Oh, are you thinking of TLC? Are you thinking of left eye Lopez? I hope you are. Maybe. That is a correct answer. <laughs> it's funny because I literally thought of am I thinking of Left Eye Lopez as I said that alright Mike which Nazi leader is seen as Captain America's greatest foe which which what leader which Nazi leader oh Nazi leader um I'm guessing Red Skull it is the stone keeper himself Red Skull what tragic incident prompted Frank Castle to take up a life of fighting crime? Uh, murder of his family? 100% the murder of his family by the mob. But yeah, all right. In the movie The Avengers, who kills Agent Phil Coulson? Uh, Lo- Loki does. 100% Loki. Nicely done. Uh, they Loki. had to edit that to keep a, to keep a PG thirteen. Apparently, yes, they did. It was originally rated R due to that graphic murder scene. Um, if you are, if you're, even if you're not like a comic book guy, like the Avengers movie is one of those that's going to be. It's going to come up a lot. In uh, in when it comes to like comic book movies and pub trivia, it's going to come up. So even even if you're not a comic person, I feel like the Avengers movie the the very first avengers movie even if you don't ride along with the rest of the mcu the first avengers movie is an iconic pop culture moment oh 100 it, it, it just is all right mike in the black panther universe what is the name of t'challa t'chaka's only daughter t'chaka what um well was, uh, wasn't it shuri wasn't she yep. Played by Letitia Wright in the movies. Yeah. It's Princess Shuri. Nicely done. I was like, that was a, that was a sister, right? I was pretty it sure. Is. Yeah, that's her. In the yep. Marvel Universe, the Convergence is a reference to what occurrence that happens every 5,000 years. Ooh. Um, For those of you that did not or have not seen Thor the Dark World in approximately 5,000 years, this is a good question. Right. Um... Uh, yeah, actually, side note about uh, Thor of the Dark World. Uh, it was before before me and my wife were dating, but it was the we 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 met through meetup.com. So it was actually through a meetup. And that was the first technically speaking, the first movie we ever saw together, even though we were not dating at the time. Thor of the Dark World was uh, and I think it was it was an alignment of the planets, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? It is. I'll give you that. It's the alignment of the nine realms. The nine realms, right? Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it was borderline. I didn't, I didn't quite get that right. There's no longer nine planets. Thank you, astronomers with Pluto, you jackasses. Oh my God, let Pluto go. I can't let Pluto go. I'm sorry. Just like all of the objects in the Kuiper Belt, nothing can let Pluto go. Harley <laughs> Quinn is most commonly associated with what supervillain? The Joker. The Joker is a correct answer. We're going to try and run through the rest of these here rather quickly. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. What is Superman's home planet called? Krypton. Krypton is a correct answer. Which superhero was born with the curse of Kordan? Sorry, the curse of Kord... I knew that didn't sound right. The curse of Kordax. K-O-R-D-A-X. This is a deep cut. I was going to say, I don't know if that helped at all. I have no idea. It is Aquaman. Oh. Again, huh. that's, a, that, that's a deeper cut, even for some comic book nerds. The Cerebro is a device Xavier uses in multiple X-Men movies to do what? Detect mutants? To locate other mutants is what they have here, but that is correct. Right. What is Selena Kyle's alter ego? Catwoman. That is 100% correct. Thank you, Halle Berry, for that memorable performance. Oh, God. I, did, I, I think of Michelle Pfeiffer. I didn't realize that. <laughs> uh, I still go Anne Hathaway. I like Anne Hathaway's portrayal. Uh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. In, De in the movie Deadpool, why does Wade Wilson leave his girlfriend, Vanessa? Um, Because he doesn't want her to see him... In the way that he is, like I don't know exactly how to answer that, but but no, he just he doesn't want her to know like that he's all what he is. <laughs> so in the in the iteration of the movie, he is dying of cancer, and he does not want to put that, his girlfriend through that. Ah, that's yeah. I, I was I was trying to kind of say that, but that's that's right. You're you're exactly right. I wouldn't give that to me because it was it was slightly different than what I was yeah, thinking. Everything's made up, and the points don't matter, Mike. How are <laughs> Supergirl and Superman related? Um, I think is isn't she his niece? Oh, close! They are cousins. They are their cousin. Oh shit! I was. It's funny because I was thinking cousins, but for whatever reason, I I did niece. I don't know why. Right, that was that was idiot. Six questions left. All right. Wh which supervillain is known for being the only one to quote unquote break the Batman? That would be Bane. Bane is a correct answer, and if you have not read the Nightfall version, if you're a comic book fan and you haven't read the Nightfall version of Batman, that entire storyline is incredible. It's it's a long storyline, though, so follow it all the <laughs> way through. Like, Bane breaks his back, there's a while that he's not Batman, it's which one of these is Batman, the guy that ends up being Batman isn't a good Batman because he goes too far, it's a good storyline. <laughs> okay. With which DC team is Swamp Thing often affiliated? Uh, I actually, I actually have no idea. Um, and my my associations with Swamp Thing are mainly with the terrible nineteen eighties movie. Uh, I, so I don't have a clue. I'm even though I know it's wrong, I'll just say the Justice League because it's a DC team. You're close. It's actually Justice League Dark. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yep. That actually makes sense. It's Swamp Thing. It's Constantine. Uh, I think Zatanna's in there. Batman's in there for a period of time. Yep. 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 All right. What is the real name of the Guardians of the Galaxy member, Star-Lord? Peter Quill. That is correct. Which superhero was portrayed by Anna Paquin in X-Men? Uh, she was rogue. She was rogue. definitely rogue, and we're not going to talk about her her turn in X Men: The Last Stand, I, nor the that's, it's fine. The gigantic yeah, we, retcon that happened in future movies. No, no, just yep, just keep moving on. Last two questions here, Mike. What are the name of Superman's adoptive parents? Uh, uh Martha and Jonathan. I'm glad you got Martha right, but I do want to know why did you say that name? <laughs> Martha was Martha was the easy one. Uh, I was there like I think it's Jonathan Kent. Yeah. So I saw. Oh my God! I saw this. I saw it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a meme from Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. And it was Godzilla oh looking down at Kong, and Kong just goes Mothra. And Godzilla <laughs> goes, "Why did you say Mothra. that name, Mothra? Why did you say?" So no, I, I think I told the story before, but it still cracks me up to this day because it's hilarious. Because my wife is a big Superman fan. Like she's she's not really a big DC. I mean, she kind of knows some of the DC mythology, but she knows. Superman. And so she knew Martha Kent. And early on in the Batman versus Superman, the Zack the, the Zack Snyder movie, you know, in that very early, you know, during the credits montage, like you see the you see the gravestones and you see Martha Wayne. And not not having any realization that this is gonna have any play later on in the movie. When they when you see Martha Wayne, she turns to me, she goes, Wait. Was he with Batman's parents? Batman's mother's name was also Martha. Cause, <laughs> and so later on, when that became a thing, it was for whatever reason that made it so much more ridiculous to me. As if that wasn't because she enough. had turned to me and been like, Oh wait, really? That's a thing. Like, I didn't even know that, that that was Bruce Wayne's mother's name was Martha. So the fact that that actually came back later, it just, it just made it, that one, anyway, I, you know, I'm not trying to rip on that because no, it's been ripped on enough. But it I, has, it I th- has. I, th- I think that th- I think that just the fact that that Nikki turned to me and said that just just made it that much more like, oh, wow, that was actually a plot point. It was a couple of things here, real quick. I'm one, sorry. I do think the Justice League Zack Snyder cut did a really good job of not necessarily addressing that, but kind of bringing the whole franchise back into focus. And I really would have been curious to know where they would have gone after that. I actually liked the Snyder cut a lot. And Steven ripped me mercilessly in the comic. He did. I did like the Snyder cut. I was a fan. He, he did. To, to be honest, uh, we watched the first two parts and we haven't gone back and watched the rest of it, but it's all, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of exposition. <laughs> it, there, there is. And it's, it's one that we've kind of, we kind of had the back of our heads. We just haven't gone. We just haven't gotten around to it yet. It's okay. The other part I'll say is for comic book nerds out there, and for even those that aren't, if there's there's an interesting cross section here between the Batman vs Superman, the Snyder verse in DC Comics, and popular television, and that's the fact that uh, uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne in 
Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, they re they kind of do the the introduction of Joe Chill, the the mugger that kills uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Thomas and Martha Wayne are played as a married couple in Batman v Superman um are played by actor and actress that are enemies in the Walking Dead universe. It's Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> and Lauren Cohan play ha! Thomas and Martha Wayne. That's right. So two different comic book universes kind of walking in the same realm, which is actually kind of cool. But Mike, we're on to our last question. We're gonna we're gonna call this yep. episode uh yep. a finale here. What is the name of Gotham's supervillain, botanist, and biochemist? I really hope this is Poison Ivy. 100% Poison Ivy. Nicely done. Good. I, wa- I wanted to end on a winner here. Okay, we, sweet. We ended on a winner. Mike, you have fun playing comic book trivia with me tonight? Oh, I, yeah, I always like yeah, I, I have fun playing any kind of trivia with you. That's a that's a that's a good answer. Good family feud style. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. That's right. Good answer. Good answer. No whammies. No whammies. Well, my bourbon is gone. We've my got, beer is gone. That's a, that means it's a good night. But everyone, that's been a special bonus edition of the pub trivia experience. Hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, don't forget five star rating, write us a review. That would be great. Uh, if you're listening to this, chances are you're listening to us on Patreon. But if you're not, Patreon.com/slash PTEBB. We'll get you all of our bonus content. You can find the Pub Trivia Experience podcast literally anywhere you get podcasts. But for the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. And I have been Mike. We will see you next time. Have a good one.